Welcome to another Sunday experience at Resurgent Church. Each time we gather, whether it be online or in person at Resurgent, our mission is to see hearts revived, relationships restored, culture reformed, and nations reawakened. Today, as you listen, it's our prayer that something within you comes alive to the things of God, whether it be His great love for you or the good things He has planned for your future. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon. Hi, everybody there in Montreal. It's Pastor Jared here coming to you from Perth in Western Australia. And I just want to speak to you this morning and, you know, firstly say good morning to everybody. But I want to speak to you about something very exciting. We at Global Heart Church have been in a process uh, for quite a while now um, with our uh, elders and uh, also with your pastors, Pastor Andrew and Vanessa, uh, in light of what's happening in their lives is that they're really feeling their season in Montreal is coming to an end and that the Lord is calling them on and it looks like they are going to be heading off into church planning in the United States. So they spoke to us about the church, knowing that uh, many years ago now, um, having planted what became London Hillsong, being involved in such a creative city, I feel a stirring years ago to come to Montreal, pray over the city uh, as such a great creative city and wondered one day, you know, whether the Lord would uh, cause us to be there and to do something in Montreal. And uh, so Angel Vanessa knew that, and then they've uh, come to us and said, hey, look, would we consider um, possibly, you know, taking you on, merging with you, and you guys become part of the Global Heart family. And so after a process of prayer, uh, lots of meetings, lots of discussions, we have decided that we feel it is the right thing for us to join with you guys and, uh, and for you to become part of our Global Heart family. In case you don't know, we are in uh, Perth in Australia. We're also in Osaka in Zambia uh, in Africa. We're in the great city of Hamburg in Germany. And uh, we have just planted in Melbourne uh, on the other side of Australia. And uh, as well as that, we're really involved with missions. We're involved with um, Rwanda as a nation where we're sponsoring well over 1,200 children now uh, through child sponsorship for schooling, medical, dental, education, etc., uh, pastoral care. And so we take seriously uh, you know, the Bible in James 127 that says to look after orphans and widows in their distress. We also really take seriously Isaiah uh, 57 and uh, chapter 60 where you know, the Lord really says to us in His Word you know, to care for the poor. And, uh, and the Bible is really strong about it, that it's really important to God that we have that as a priority. So at Global Heart Church, we do have those things as a priority. And uh, like Montreal, we've built a great family, a great community, and we've got a, just amazing people. And the wonder of it all is we've got all age groups, which is so exciting. And we've got people just like Canada, we've got people who've come here from all over the world, which gives us a great international family. So everybody, we are really excited about this next season and we're excited about bringing you guys into that family. And I believe that we're gonna help add something to you, but I also know you, you already, I know a number of you, and I know you're gonna really bring and really add something great to us. I just want to thank Pastor Andrew and Vanessa and their beautiful girls for all you've sown, all you've given, your time, your love, your sacrifice. We just bless you and uh, I'll be praying for you shortly when I'm with you there in Montreal as you head off into your next season. Um, we're really, really thrilled too because um, 
Uh, Pastor uh, Spencer is there with you now and Naveen is there with you now, who really is our head elder. Both of them are absolute gems and have been with me for a lot of years. Spencer's been now for many years with me as our uh, really key pastor alongside me. And I just want to let you know that we have decided at Global Heart Church to send our best to our Montreal campus. And so our best is actually Pastor Spencer and his lovely wife, Leah. Beautiful, they're beautiful girls, Elodie and Eva. And so they're going to leave and they're going to come and relocate to Montreal and they're going to become the pastors of our family there. So can I encourage you to give them a big congratulations at the end of the service. And, uh, and also Naveen's there as well, uh, our key elder, give him a hug as well and, uh, and really have a little celebration at the end of the service. And I look forward to being with you. Uh, it's going to be June 26th, I'm going to be with you, Sunday, that weekend, and I'm going to be with you July the 3rd, and I'll be there uh, during the week to hang out, meet you, meet a lot of our leaders, key people, spend time with you. I'm coming in really to just hang, spend time, answer questions, hear from you, and then uh, together, uh, let's work out, hello, some of the great things that uh, we're believing for God to do in Montreal, but also what we can do together as God brings us uh, together for his purpose and his plan. I know already there's many of you got great gifts, great talents. God's using many of you already nationally and internationally. And I think together, you know, uh, we can do something so powerful. And I think when people are brought together uh, in God's purpose, it's just a dynamic. Certainly the world doesn't understand, but I think even, even in the kingdom, sometimes we don't fully grasp the bigness of that. We started church in Osaka in Zambia um, seven years ago with just a handful of people. And now we've got a fantastic church there. And if you can get on um, Instagram, look me up at G Kean, K-W-E-H-A-N. You can see our land in Zambia, our church. We just had a team day there. It's just amazing what's happening in Osaka in that period. And despite the two years with the pandemic, God's doing great things there. And, uh, and also our church in Germany is really beginning to thrive coming out of the pandemic. Uh, in Zambia, we've been declaring for a long time over them, over Germany and over our church here in Australia that we are in miracle territory. We've just purchased land right in uh, probably the second best suburb, I would think, in the city. Uh, a great block of land. We're going to be able to put a fantastic auditorium on that land. And uh, I like it too because we're just a kilometer and a half down the road to the United Nations there in Zambia. So we, we're just believing that God's positioning us uh, both in Australia and around the world. So everybody, we believe you're called to be a part of that and we're excited and let's let God unfold it. Let's walk it out together. Um, and as I said, we've been here now at the end of the year, 24 years. And so we look forward to the rest of the journey uh, in the decades to come, but also walking with you guys. So can I just say on behalf of Sue and I, uh, our three sons, our two beautiful daughter-in-laws, our two amazing grandsons and our granddaughter who's about to be born shortly can i just say welcome to the family the outfall of our church we say we're glad to welcome you and we're excited to get to know you and we believe that montreal is going to play a great part in the global heart story and that's really we named our name global heart by the way because really it's matthew 28 go into all the world and preach the gospel bring the good news to everybody so as a church family our heart is to bring great community, great family, uh, great restoration, the gospel of salvation, uh, all of those things to people's hearts and lives around the world. And we believe that we're going to be doing it there in Montreal as well in Jesus' name. So 
God bless you, everybody. Welcome to the family. Uh, and I really look forward to uh, meeting everybody who's new and uh, those I've not met before. I've met quite a number of the leaders there. So look forward to meeting you guys again and seeing you again. And let's uh, continue on this great journey together as Global Heart Church uh, into the future that God has for us. So great speaking to everybody. Have a great rest of the morning and uh, love and best wishes from Perth in Western Australia. God bless. Hey, I want to talk to you today on a theme that we've been focusing on in Global Heart Church Perth that our senior pastor, Pastor has been preaching on, which is we all have two ministries. We, we have a ministry in the church and we have a ministry in the community. But on this concept of having two ministries, one in the church and one in the community, there's a pastor in the US and as they were coming out of COVID, he was getting increasingly concerned about, man, are we going to have enough volunteers to run our services when we come out of COVID? You know, And so he began to have actual um, nightmares about this. And so he was telling his production team and they had the great idea to make a movie trailer about his fear. And so check this out. What? Where is everybody? Backstage, people are showing up to church, but there's no volunteers. Where is everybody? much time. I'm down in promised land. Send help. Hey, hey, don't hang up on me. Clary! 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 I think someone forgot to take the offering. Hey, what a great clip and hey, what a re true reality that actually without volunteers, without people understanding, hey, I have a ministry role to play. Um, we, we could not do what we do as a church. And we don't call people volunteers. We talk about joining Global Heart Team, you know, but without Global Heart Team, it would be impossible for us to reach people the way that we are. And, and that whole idea of, hey, I have a ministry in the church, even though I'm not a pastor, you know, I'm not a priest or a minister, you know, in, in that sense, I'm not ordained, but, but, we, but this concept of I still have something to bring, I'm still a minister. This, this principle comes out of a doctrine in the Bible called the priesthood of all believers. It's simply this, we all can minister. We all can pray directly to God. 
and we can hear directly from God. We do not need to go through a priest or a minister. Hey, we can all read the Bible and we can hear God directly speak to us. We don't have to uh, have the Bible always talk to us by someone else. We have the capacity to actually hear God speak through the text ourselves. You know, all of us have a responsibility to minister. You know, some may be called to preach from a platform, but hey, we're all called to represent Jesus in our workplace. What, what do I mean by that? I mean that when I go to work and people say to me, hey, what did you do at the weekend? Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too ashamed to say how hey, I went to church. You know, uh, it talks about when I'm talking about when someone in our workplace is struggling, they've got a challenge in their life. Maybe someone is sick or they're worried about their kid that I'm looking for an opportunity to say, hey, could I pray for you for that? You know, could I pray for you for that? And so often, you know, I've taken that kind of opportunity and God's done awesome things. You know, I've said to people before, hey, can I pray for that? They said, yeah, sure. They think I'm going to pray at home. But I've said, oh, well, can I just put my hand on my shoulder and pray now? And they look at me like, okay. You know, and I put my hand on my shoulder. I just pray a simple prayer. I think God to help them in their circumstances or heal them if they're sick. And so often people afterwards will say things like, thank you so much for praying for me. I prayed for one girl once who said to me, I've never had anyone pray for me for before. Thank you. You know, other times I've had people say things like, oh, hey, when you prayed for me, I felt like a warm feeling. And I've said, hey, I think I believe that's God. I believe that's God drawing near to you, you know? And as the other opportunities open up in everyday life, we can invite people to church, you know? We can take an opportunity to say, hey, would you like to come along to a service? Or maybe your church is running some other kind of activity, you know, like we run here in Perth a, a, a program called Neon Night Party, which is like an alternative Halloween party, you know, a non-scary, you know, Halloween party that, that celebrates life, you know. And so we, we run that. That's a great opportunity to invite people to. But there'll be things that you could invite people to. Just be, be thinking about that, you know. So we've got two ministries, you know. You might, in the church, your ministry might be, hey, I serve in kids. Or if you're part of a global heart church, you know, I serve in global heart kids, right? And your ministry in the week might be, I'm an accountant. I'm an accountant. But, but understanding this priesthood of all believers, understanding, hey, I'm a minister in both contexts. I'm called to ministry in both. I might be teaching in church kids the word of God, but actually in my workplace, how am I representing God? Man, I'm an accountant, but I'm integrous as an accountant. Hey, I'm caring and loving for people. I'm looking to be of love and service. I'm looking as I can to offer to pray for people. I'm looking as I can to invite people to church. Hey, I'm looking to just be a listening ear when someone's got a challenge. You know, I'm not too busy to stop and care and focus on the individual. You know, it's, it's, it's understanding that all of our lives we have a ministry. This doctrine of the priesthood of all believers, there's many scriptures that speak to it, but I love the scripture from 1 Peter uh, 2. Check this out. It's 1 Peter 2, it's verse 5, and it says, Living stones, like living stones, let yourselves be assembled into a spiritual house, a holy order of priests who offer up spiritual sacrifices that will be acceptable to God through Jesus the Anointed. It's saying this, it's saying that all of us are priests, all of us are called to minister. Friend, what, what's your ministry? You know, what's your ministry in the church and what's your ministry in the community? You know, what is it that God's called you to do, you know? Think about that in your work life, your home life, your study life, you know, and your church life. Hey, where's my ministry? You know, we need to understand, hey, I have something of value to bring. You know, I, I, God's made me unique. He's made you unique. 
and we have something to bring. We're going to bring it with our own flavor, but we've got something to bring, you know. And so I want to stir us as we, as we begin 2022 to really be thinking about that. And this, this concept of that we're all called to minister, you know, the church was birthed on this concept. The church was birthed on this concept. So, so, so what happened was that the people in Israel used to go through the priests. The priests would communicate to God on their behalf. The priests would get information from God and deliver that to the people on behalf of God. Really, the priests were the mediator or the, or the bridge. And in fact, the Latin word um, priest literally means bridge, bridge. But now in the New Testament, Hey, we're all priests. We're all priests. And so, friend, you're a bridge. You're a bridge. You're a bridge between Jesus and the lost world. You're a bridge between people who don't yet know God, who God is calling. You're a bridge. I'm a bridge. We're all, you know, we're all priests now. We're all called to do this. And so in the Old Testament, people would go through a priest, but in the New Testament, we go direct to God. How's that possible? It's possible because of Jesus. Jesus was the one-time sacrifice. He, he lived a perfect life, died blamelessly upon a cross, took upon himself your and my sin that separates us from God. He took that, he died on the cross, he rose from the dead, overcoming death. And the Bible talks about that when Jesus um, died and ascended to heaven, so when he gave up his last breath upon the cross, it talks about how the curtain in the temple that separated the priests from the Holy of Holies, the actual dwelling place of God, talks about how that was ripped in two from top to bottom. There's no separation between you and I and the manifest presence of God. You know, the priest used to once a year go into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God dwelt over the Ark of the Covenant. Hey, you can go into the Holy of Holies in your car on the way to work. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can come into the very presence of God Right now, you can do it in your car on the way to work. You can do it on your knees in your bedroom, right? You can do it praying in your lounge room, right? You can do it in your office before that big board meeting. We can, we can come into the very presence of God because of what Jesus has done. We don't need to go through a priest or a mediator. We have a one-time priest, Jesus Christ. You hear what I'm saying? And so I want to stir us that we, we need to think more of ourselves. We need to get a hold of this concept. Hey, I'm called to minister. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I am not saying that we should not acknowledge the Ephesians 4 ministries of pastor, prophet, teacher, evangelist. We need to absolutely honour those God-given ministries. And so I would be crazy if I didn't uh, go to my pastors in my church and go to my senior pastor right in my context and be speaking to him about things that are going on in my life, getting wisdom from him, drawing information from him. You know, when I hear something from God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never uh, foolish enough to think, oh, I've heard this from God, it's 100% right. No, 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 I'll get Pastor Luke, who's a great friend of mine, who's another pastor on the team here, or I'll go to Pastor Jared, you know, or I'll call Pastor Matthias, you know, and I'll, I'll bounce that idea through them. Hey, what do you think about this? Do you think this is of God, you know? Because I'm not foolish enough to think that I can't get it wrong. And so don't hear what I'm not saying. Ephesians 4 ministries are put there to help and empower and equip us, but also we're all called to minister. You know, this concept of the priesthood of all believers, the church was birthed upon it. So at Pentecost, when the Spirit fell on average everyday people, they got a hold of this concept and they all began to minister. They began to carry the message of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And it's why today you and I are here, gathered as we are, 
was because of what they did, everyday people that understood the priesthood of all believers. But the church over time actually forgot this concept. And during the Middle Ages, also known as the medieval period, this, this concept of being a priesthood of all believers was completely lost, completely lost. And the church and people, believers reverted to this Old Testament type of theology where they would go through the priest and through the church and they believed that the the sacraments and and the way that the church ministers them was how they were saved so they believed by baptism and by dedication infant dedication and by communion these things were the vehicle that brought your salvation they lost the concept to actually know it's with faith in Jesus alone that we are saved and we are empowered to all be priests. They, they lost that, so they were putting too much weight upon the priest and too much weight upon the church. And the church got control that it never should have had. Priests took control they never should have had. And people um, uh, operated in a way that they never, never should have. God didn't intend it to be that way. So they lost what had been gained. And that was in this medieval period. But I was thinking about that concept. And actually, we, as I was looking at how they behaved, I could, see, I could see leanings towards that in my own life. That actually in our lives, we can be in the church now in 2022, but actually we can be living in actually our, our mind medieval Christianity. So what I want to do is I want to do a checklist. I want to ask you a few questions. If you answer yes to two or more of these questions, you might be a medieval Christian. You ready? So here's question one. You listen to preaching on the Bible more than you read the Bible yourself. Number two, you rely more on the prayers of others than on your own. Number three, you base evidence of your being a Christian on going to church or being baptised rather than on God being a powerful reality in your daily life. Four, you attend church but you don't serve. Five, you don't represent God in your home or your workplace. To you, kind of God's kind of a Sunday or a weekend thing where you really think about God, but in your everyday work life, you're not really considering Him. Six, you rarely pray for other people. Seven, you rarely invite people to church or share your faith. Friend, if you scored, if you answered yes to more than two of those, two or more of those things, then you might be a medieval Christian. Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying this, I'm kind of being lighthearted when I say this, but I'm, I'm also, there's a serious side to this. Hey, we need to ask, am I living in this concept of the priesthood of all believers? Or really, am I living a kind of a half Christianity, you know, a medieval type of Christianity? Friend, God wants all of us to be liberated, all of us to be serving, all of us to be helping. And we all should be carrying responsibility in the house and we should all be ministering in our everyday life in our work in our home in our place of study we should be representing Jesus God's called us to a priesthood of all believers just imagine if all Christians got a hold of this concept and the world would be transformed if all of us got a hold of this man I'm a minister and I'm called to love and serve people in my everyday life. And I'm called to love and serve people in the church. Man, imagine what could happen in the world. I believe this world would be transformed. I believe the grace of God would be invading all sectors of our society. Because wherever you are, whether you work for the government or whether you work on a, as a laborer on a building site, Jesus would be represented in all of those contexts. So I want to encourage you. You're called and you're anointed for such a time as this. Friend, it's such an honor to have you engage 
with our teaching here at Resurgent. This is Vanessa Hoyes and my husband Andrew and I are so honoured to communicate the gospel of grace with each of you as you listen, lean in, take what the Lord is saying to you and apply it to your life. If you are curious about what it means to follow Jesus Christ or today something in your spirit leapt around this gospel, this good news of hope and faith that you can have in Jesus Christ. Today you are so welcome to invite Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Saviour. And you can repeat this prayer even wherever you are, on your walk, in your car, in your room, wherever you are, you can call on the name of Jesus and you can find this gift of salvation. I would be honoured to lead you in this prayer today. Why don't we pray together, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me, for dying on the cross for my freedom. I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sin. And today I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, what an incredible moment, not just for this lifetime here on earth, but for all of eternity, you would call on the name of Jesus and one lost person would come home into this saving relationship with Him. We celebrate today with you. Why don't you email us and let us know that you made this decision so we can help you take your next step or tell a friend that you know is a follower of Jesus. And for those who are listening in today and are part of Resurgent Church or would love to sow into this mission that we have here at Resurgent right here in Montreal to see hearts revived and relationships restored and culture reformed and neighbourhoods and nations reawakened. That's happening right here in our city and even where you are carrying this gospel of grace wherever God has called you. If you would love to give into this ministry online over at resurgent.church, there's opportunities and ways to give. And we would just want to thank you and bless you one more time for your seed and your investment into the soil of this province here in Canada as we serve the people that we love in this city and beyond. We thank you, friends, for your generosity. Why don't you go today in the name of Jesus Christ? commissioned by his power with the love of the father at the core of who you are today as you go on your way we love you we thank you